Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Let's start with this yarn. You're a private detective. You just hit the jackpot. But then you check the winning number again, and it turns out that's not the case. That's life, you know. Risk your skin catching killers so the juries turn them loose just so they can come back and shoot at you again. If you're honest, you're poor your whole life. And in the end, you wind up dying all alone on some dirty street. For what? For nothing. For a tin star. Time is a terrible thing because it can erase both joys and pains. There's only one truth. The truth of death. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to me. Maybe tomorrow morning I'll wake up in the bottom of the harbor wearing a cement overcoat. Maybe I'll finally see the curtains tonight, who knows? It's madness. I mean, I don't want to cause a Sunday school panic here, but that's what this caper is turning into, madness. At the moment, I've got a bigger French to fry, to be honest, I, I think my boiler got tagged by the G-men. Yep, looks like this old gumshoe is in hot water once again. It's a hard world for the little guys, and I'm on the run from the big cheese himself. His goons follow me as I speak. Oh, but I've got a plan for them. I've always got a plan. Mark my words. I'm going to crack this case wide open. Open and shut. Faster than him. Hey, welcome to New Jersey. You need a pizza pie? Uh, no thanks. I don't need a pizza pie. But thanks anyway. Anytime you want the one, I'm here. All right. Thanks a lot. It was nice meeting you. Wow, everyone is so nice here. As you can probably tell, I'm in New Jersey right now, driving toward the shore to meet an old pal of mine. <laughs> this guy's a real chiseler, a real class act. That's right, I'm not here about a lady. I'm here about a devil. Supposedly the Jersey Devil lives deep in the forest. Sightings of the Jersey Devil date back to colonial days, but hey, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Last thing I remember, seeing Jen in the park at the playground, then I, I remember being attacked by an animal. The rest is all a blank. I woke up this morning on a park bench on the other side of town. I have no memory how I got here, not a clue. 7.30 a.m., my head is throbbing. My neck has a sore spot. It feels as though I've been injected with something. Lucky for me, my friend D.B. Cooper vacations here in the summer. And so here I am, meeting up with my old pal D.B. Cooper. He lives on the Jersey Shore. He's the only one I can trust to get this damned tracking device out of my neck. Wait, did I mention that yet? Oh, well, I'm pretty sure the government put a tracking device in my neck. And that's why it's sore. Man, I have got to stop getting so hopped up before I go on the air. My old partner, D.B. Cooper, seemed surprised to see me when he answered the door. I bumped his fist and 
and he let me inside his place. We caught up to date and he poured me a stiff whiskey on the rocks. He lit a Cuban cigar and passed it to me. I gave him the rundown of everything that had happened. The missing girl, the stack of newspapers, the Jersey Devil. I showed him the red mark on my neck and he agreed that it was a tracking implant. He took out a Swiss Army knife and popped the thing out of my neck within seconds. It was a metallic little disc, so thin you could hardly see it from the side. DB took a hammer and smashed it on the table. I asked him, why did they do it, DB? Who are they? Why are they? He blamed it all on the Freemasons and abruptly changed the subject. And then, DB started telling me about his own experience with the Jersey Devil. It seemed very relevant to the case, so naturally, I recorded the conversation. Well, buddy boy, as you know, I've spent a lot of time hunting and surviving in the outdoors. So, I know that all the signs by heart. I can tell the difference between a deer and a person walking. I gotta tell you, Cracker Jack, I ain't never seen nothing like this before. So one night, about five years ago, I was out at the Pine Barrens, camping with my wife. We spent the day hiking and fishing, and then we got to the campground and it felt, it felt eerie, because we, we knew there were no other people there. You know that feeling, that sixth sense of knowing something isn't right? Yeah, of course. Please continue. Well, that's how I felt the whole time we were there. I just couldn't relax. My wife felt it too. So later on, things got real quiet. So quiet, you couldn't even hear the crickets. Do you understand me? I decided to go for a walk, smoke a joint, calm my nerves, you know. So I'm walking down to the river. I can see from the corner of my eye. About 20 yards from my right, something was parallel to me, walking. I thought maybe it was a bird hopping around in the leaves, but Every time I stopped walking, it stopped walking too. I leaned in closer, squinted my eyes. It was getting dark out, but I could see the bastard. Heard a branch snap and it jumped on a higher branch. It was standing on two legs, covered in black hair, head to toe. I couldn't really see its face, but I could tell it had a snout and it snarled at me before flying away. I ran back to the campsite started packing up fast. My wife saw it too. You know, we were lucky to go to get out of there alive, buddy boy. It was the craziest thing. We were on our way out of the forest and we came across a huge grizzly bear. Oh, shit. Yeah, shit. Fortunately for us, the thing was dead, slumped over in a ditch on the side of the trail. At first we thought maybe it was a truck or something. But as we walked by, we saw that it, it, it was butchered. Blood everywhere, buddy boy. It was, its fucking intestines were hanging out of its chest. It was ripped open with its heart hanging out. Jesus. And then we heard it again. The call of the Jersey Devil. So I panicked and fired my revolver into the air. And we ran all the way back to the car. I haven't gone camping in Jersey ever since.
It was getting late. I was running out of time, so I excused myself. It was time to hit the road, but DB wasn't having it. He insisted that I stay and watch a film with him that he had rented. He insisted that I stay to see how funny it was. He would not shut up about it for a long time. But that's not the funniest scene. The funniest scene is in the restaurant. Look, look, I know, but I, I just have so much to do right now. I, I have to get going, man. I can't. And then, but at the restaurant there, uh, he's trying to be Mrs. Doubtfire at one table, and then he's trying to be himself at the other table. And there's so much on the line for this guy. I mean, the funniest thing is he nearly pulls it off. He's switching his outfit in the bathroom there and uh, with the makeup there. And oh, it cracks me up, let me tell you. I sat watching that movie. I said, I said that out loud uh, to my wife. I said, boy, this, this cracks me up. Uh, my wife liked it too. That's cool, man. No, I, I've heard it's like really funny, but I just, I have to, I have to go. Um, I'll check it out sometime. But not, not now. Yeah, there's, there's another part of Miss, in Mrs. Doubtfire where uh, he's got cream all over his face and the cream drips into some broad's coffee. It, it was f fucking hilarious. Uh, and there's another part where uh, he's walking down the street. Okay, no, I've really, I gotta get going. Um, I'll see you later, DB. Thanks, thanks for the tip. So there I was. P. Schwartz, back on the case. The case of the Jersey Devil. I had a few ideas, but they were worthless. I didn't need ideas, I needed clues, damn it. So I stopped at the local tavern for a nightcap. Hey, barkeep, another whiskey sour. while we're young. Uh, get lost, why don't you? Get out of here. I just need a hot clue, pal. I need a hot, wet, golden feather. I don't understand what you're talking about. Hit the road, Jack. You've had a few too many. Will you do me a favor, barkeep? What? Drop dead. Security, get this clown out of my sight. I may be a dead man, but I'm the opposite of light. I'm dark and heavy and... Dead men are heavier than a broken heart. Say what? Hey, you need a clue. Why don't you try looking in your pockets? Pay your tab, why don't you? Come on. Oh, fine. I'll pay for it all. Oh, wait a minute. What's this? I felt a scrap of paper inside my pocket. It was a receipt from last night. A receipt from a pizzeria in Halifax, Nova Scotia, called Pizza Girls. The receipt showed the time, 12.49 a.m. I had no memory of traveling from Jersey to Halifax last night and back. No memory of purchasing a medium donair pizza. No, no memory of paying $6.99 for it. That's a great deal. So, there's another one for the books, Ace. Papa's got a brand new lead. Hit the pavement like a madman I did. I drove through all the red lights, took a U-turn, drove back into the exit I missed, and 15 hours later, there I was. 
sexy neon sign, the, the likeness of the, the pizza girls. I made my way inside. The place was empty. A young girl in her 20s stood behind the counter, scratching a lottery ticket. She looked up at me. I felt a pang of shock in my chest. Then, as she smiled, I felt relieved. It was Sarah, Marcy's sister. The missing girl wasn't missing after all. Say now, you look mighty familiar. Is your name Sarah? Maybe. Who wants to know? Are you Jimmy Ray? Who's Jimmy Ray? Are you Faye Ray? Uh... Are you Johnny Ray? Who wants to know? Never mind. My name is Pete Schwartz, Private Eye. I've been looking for you. But I don't like what I see. What's the score, Sarah? Lose some cabbage on a dirty bank tail? Get dizzy on some Jasper's deed? Uh, I don't know what those words mean. Hey, are you recording this? No, now listen. I don't know what made a pretty dame like you want to disappear off the face of the earth and start working as a pizza girl, but it's not too late to quit it and come back. Your sister misses you. And I need to get late. I'm, I'm paid. I need, to, I need to get paid. No. I'm never going back. I like working here. Oh, come on. What are you trying to pull here? Some kind of flim-flam? Uh, maybe? Did you work last night? Turns out I came here to pick up a pie. No. I was off last night. You know, Marcy's worried sick. She thought you were dead. Here, look at that. Have you seen this creature before? They call him... The Jersey Devil. Yeah, I know the Jersey Devil. <laughs> hey, hey, my, my, what's the matter? You can trust me, Sarah. I believe you. I, I can help you. It's... The whole reason I left town was to escape his grasp. The Jersey Devil, he made... Made me do terrible things. I kidnapped a little boy for him, and I tied him up, and I left him out there. I left him out in the woods to be eaten. I had no choice. I was under his control. So I did it again and again. JD likes to take his victims to this cave in the forest and force feed them until they croak. He fattens them up before he eats them. But when he said that he wanted my sister Marcy, I refused. He was furious. Fascinating. I had no idea this creature was capable of speaking. Oh, he's not the most articulate little devil, but he can talk all right. I told him to eat me instead, so then he tried to eat me instead. I hit him in the head with a rock and I ran away out of the forest and I made it safely to the highway, flagged on a truck and took off. I never looked back. I want to contact Marcy to warn her, but I think she's safer if I just leave her out of this mess completely. Safer for her if she thinks I'm dead. That's why it's important you don't tell her about me. 
don't say anything about the Jersey Devil either. I don't want her anywhere near me until I know that it's safe. (laughs) Don't cry, Sarah. Seriously, you look like a pansy. Stop crying. If I ever go back home, he'll find me and kill me. I know he will. I'm so scared, Pete. I don't know what to do. Leave it to me, dollface. I'll find that devil if it's the last thing I do. No, don't do that. You'll be killed. Trust me, baby toots. When the Blue Jays are all asleep, the only thing a good man can do is toss in every last chip. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm going to march into those pine barrens with a loaded pistol. I'm going to point this gun right at the devil's head. And I'm going to tell him to grab some air. And then I'm going to bust his head. That's what I'm talking about. You'll bust his head? I'll bust his head. I carefully plan my route from Nova Scotia to Maine, to New York City, to the deep hallows of the Jersey Pine Barrens. It was getting dark when I arrived. Having just driven nonstop for 15 hours, I was in no state to battle the Jersey Devil. But as they say, no rest for the wicked. I made sure my gun was loaded. Following a map I borrowed from DB, I made my way through the forest maze, followed a path of rocks painted with blood, which were scattered up and down the hill, just as the map instructed. Soon enough, I was standing smack dab in the entrance to the Jersey Devil's Cavern of Horrors. I took a deep breath, and I nodded my head heroically. This was hardcore. Upon entering the cave, I lit my torch, by which I mean my flashlight, walked in a straight line through the pitch black cavern. The cave smelled of wet dogs and rotten meat. Then, after a minute or two, I could hear footsteps coming from behind me. I called out, who's there? Who's there? But then, the silence returned, so I kept moving forward, deeper into the dark unknown. Then I heard the feet again, louder this time. These footfalls were not like any mortal man, no. These impacts were soft and stealthy, padded. From above my head, I heard a few quick flaps of the creature's wings. My hair stood on end. It was so close now. I could smell its hot, stale breath. Oh, you devil. Show yourself. I know you're here. Show yourself. Is that all you have to say? Oh, so you're not a very articulate fellow, are you? Well, prepare to die. 